Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Benwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you from Holman, Wisconsin. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin. Steve, good to be back. Hey, great to be here. Sectional previews. Pumped up, man. I, I love, you know, I, I, every division, I was thinking about this beforehand, every division, it's kind of got a special place in my heart, right? I love the, talking about the D1 teams, I love talking about the D2 teams, but Man, these D3 teams are about ready to do tonight. There's just something special in my heart. I came from a D3 school, and, uh, uh, you know, they, I love I love the passion uh, the small school communities bring to the state tournament. The You know, the town, they shut the town down. Everybody puts their signs on. They put people's names on the back of the shirt. They go support them. Man, we're going to talk some small school wrestling tonight. I can't wait. And uh, not only that, but I just love Northwest wisconsin wrestling in general <laughs> i mean covering them the last couple of years it just seems like for an already tough region it just seems to be getting better and better and we're going to see a lot of examples of that tonight i, I, I couldn't agree with you more i was thinking about that that uh, uh i think i used this analogy last year but i said these these guys up in the northwest i think they just train differently up there they're just uh i think for part of the practice the coaches just throw nails on the mat and they say <laughs> all right you guys go eat these. And that's part of their toughness training. Cause they're just, they're, they're just beasts up there. They're mean. Oh uh, yeah. Also, I, I'm really excited for the dynamic tonight since your video's not working, Steve. <laughs> I'll uh, let's do like a dollar deal. You give me a dollar every time we accidentally interrupt each other. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Cause normally when I'm doing these, my arms are flailing around and you guys can't see it. I'm, I feel like I'm, my arms are flailing. I'm expecting to see myself, uh, do that, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's about time we get to introducing our guests here. And I'm really excited to have uh, this guy on. I sent the email with our outline with all the teams on it. And he said, do I need to add anything to this or not? Because I have a pretty good idea of all the teams. So hate nice. to set high expectations for you right away, but I think we're going to get a good show from you. Um, he is the head coach of Glenwood City. He's been coaching wrestling for 16 years and football for 22 years. I'm talking about Glenwood City head coach, Shane Strong. Shane, glad to have you on. It's great to be on. Yeah, Shane, we got some. Shane, oh. did you start? You said 2009. You said 2009 you started being the head coach of wrestling or that was football? I came to Glenwood City in 2009. Um, I was hired as the head football coach. And a month after I was hired, they brought me in and asked if I would take wrestling for a year until they got someone. And I've been doing it ever since. So <laughs> this will be the 13th season that I came from Minnesota. Nice. Nice. So give me the year. I got to, I got to get the year. Cause I'm trying to get a stat from your website here. What year did you start coaching wrestling? I'm not going to 2009 and 10, what nine, 10. All right. So Coach, uh, maybe I should do this so we, we talk more about your story. But from what I got from my math is you've had, in your time there, 26 state qualifiers. Yeah. That's, that's freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. That's awesome. Uh, also, we were talking about this before you got on, Steve. And uh, I started following wrestling in like 2009, 2010. 
So maybe there were people that were doing this beforehand. So you might be able to correct me on this, but I personally view Shane as the pioneer of the pinstripe singlets. Cause I remember going to state in high school and seeing these guys with pinstripe singlets. And it's just like a memory that's like burned into my head. Like it's just awesome. And we were talking and it seems like it's an identity of the team now, Shane. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I came, the, the booster club wanted me to create a new singlet. And when I was growing up in Minnesota, Painesville Bulldogs were the only pinstripe singlet I'd ever seen. Uh, they were Kelly green and white. And I said, someday when I'm a head coach, my team's going to have pinstripe singlets. Uh, the only difference is they wore tights back then. So <laughs> um, we brought the pinstripe singlets. The kids love them and they, they don't want to change them ever. I think that's why I've, I've, I remember so many Glenwood city state qualifiers because that, that image just uh, uh, sticks out in my head. Oh man, there's another Glenwood guy. There's another Glenwood guy. So that's that's fantastic. And I'm looking. That means you score. You have coached personally four state champions. Is that correct? Uh, four state champs, and I think we've had four state runner-ups. Nice. So awesome, awesome, coach. All right, boys. We got. Uh, I think we got like. 26 teams to go through here. So we <laughs> are rock. going to <laughs> jump into this first regional. And uh, we start off pretty hot here with the uh, Cameron regional. Uh, the first team that we have up is the host Cameron. They were third with 160 and a half points. They return nine of their 10 starters and 136 and a half points. They'll be led by uh, Kane Johnson, who placed fourth at 113. Uh, Tanner Gerber, who was a state champ at 126. He's going to be making a run for four state titles. I think he's at three right now. There's so many guys that have either won four state titles or are going for four in this sectional. It's hard to keep track of. I think he's going for four, though. Uh, they also have Tommy Quinn, who plays third at sectionals. Yeah, Jeff has done an outstanding job there, and you have to give um, Coach Gerber a lot of credit, too. Um, I could see this coming three, four years ago. They had a middle school, a youth program. You could see that Cameron was on the rise. Obviously, Tanner, he's something else. What a great wrestler, you know, and Kane Johnson, he's so fun to watch. Um, he's lightning in a bottle and he never stops. But, uh, you know, another kid that we don't may, might not talk about is a kid named Ashton Waite. He's at 170. Um, he was a sectional qualifier last year. Didn't have the tournament that maybe he thought he would, but that kid's tough and he's going to be a senior and he's got something to prove. Um, this is a, this is a tough team in this regional. Yeah. Looking at Ashton's uh, bracket looked like, I mean, he was definitely thrown on a tough side of that bracket. So a uh, pretty, pretty good note of you there. Seems like he's coming in this season under the radar. Next team we have up is a newcomer to this regional from last year. Uh, Clear Lake, who placed fourth in the Durand regional with 96 points. They return three of their six starters and 47 points. They return at Tyler Sunday, who made the podium at 138. He ended up placing fifth, along with Stephen Wood and Lucas Paulson, who placed third at regionals. And even though it looks like Clear Lake doesn't have as many numbers as they used to. They're still uh, getting solid wrestlers out on the mat. Well, they have a new coach this year, Blaze Wood. 
Um, he actually wrestled for us um, here at Glenwood. Um, but you have to give credit to Coach Paulson and Coach Anderson. They've really established um, a high level of wrestling in that in that school. And two kids that, that are not on here, Dominic Lines, placed in state as a freshman, um, and Mitchell Anderson, who wrestled in the state tournament as a freshman. They'll be juniors. They'll be back. They'll be very tough. Tyler Sunday is one of the most fun kids you ever watch wrestle. He'll throw a headlock from any position that he's in, and he's just and he's been at grass um, in the off season here. He's a hammer. So look out for these kids. Uh, there's a Paulson kid as well that's really good. So Clear Lake will be tough. I did not know that Blazewood was coaching there. I actually uh, wrestled him a couple of times. I think once at By State, and then another time. I think it was at Arcadia. Probably one of the strongest dudes that I've wrestled, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, he, was, he was an assistant the last couple of years, and uh, now I see that he's the head coach. Um, so we'll see what he can do. He's got some talented kids. And above all, he's like a pretty good guy, too, from what I remember. So it'll be good to have him in that role. Next up here, we have uh, Cumberland, who was the runner-ups with 186 points. They return at seven of their starters and 103 points. They do lose a uh, Milan Manchiavich who placed third at 220 was also a member of our unofficial all name team last year. Uh, they do return a state champion and Dawson Johnson who won it at 106 and also sectional place winner, Edward Chafer. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, Justin Peterson has taken over as head coach. Um, just a shout out to Isaac Lundquist. He was doing a phenomenal job, I thought, at Cumberland. Um, those Cumberland kids, if you follow them each year, they peak at the right time every year. You know, they'll have kids that might struggle at the beginning of the year and they get to tournament time and they win. Um, so that's a credit to their coaching staff and their kids. Justin will do a great job. He's been an assistant there. Obviously, um, building your program around Dawson Johnson, who is a hammer. He beat our guy last year in the state finals um, after we had beat him in the sectional um, finals. So Cumberland, um, very good program, tough kids. Um, they'll, be a, they'll be a tough out here in this regional. You said Peterson has uh, taken over the coaches, coaching uh, job. That's a well-known name up in the Cumberland area, if you, if you know history of wrestling at all. Hey, and uh, Tegan Shane, I got to tell you, uh, this past year, obviously, there's a lot, you know, that we didn't like about this last year. But one cool thing was is that every a lot of people went to uh, live broadcasts of their matches. So I got to watch wrestling all over the state. If anybody wants to see one of the most unique wrestling mats in the whole state of Wisconsin, check out a live feed of Cumberland Wrestling and uh, you'll you'll get an eyeful right there. I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised up there. You, you must not wrestle them head to head. Yeah, it's a... We tried to get a duel last year when they finally opened up a little bit and let us go wrestle some other teams, and it just didn't work out in their schedule. Um, it was kind of a tough year, but we both wanted to wrestle, obviously, because we had good matchups. Yep, yep. Teague, not your trivia question, but Cumberland mascot is? Um. Oh, <laughs> Cumberland Beavers, Cumberland Beavers. All right, you got. Me. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that's not on the record not, for trivia. Not for trivia points. I think it's one of three teams. I'm. On a, uh, I'm not quite sure, but three teams that have the Beaver mascot in the state of Wisconsin, along with Reedsburg and, and the Golden Beavers of Beaver Dam. Wow, that was a 
you tossed that one up there and I swung and missed. Yeah, there, there, there could there could be more. I'm just not quite sure. Those are the only three that I know of. Uh, also, I think you sent me a picture of that Cumberland, Matt. You should send that again because I really want to see that. <laughs> I remember it is just, pretty impressive. It is. Go go to YouTube and just do you know Cumberland Wrestling Live feed or something like that, and you can't you can't miss it. Well, Cumberland might have the most impressive mat in the regional. Uh, probably, questionably, the most impressive team in the regional. We'll be talking about next year. Uh, the champions from last year, Saint Croix Falls. They won it with a pretty impressive 274 points from that team. They return nine of 14 starters and 152 points. And it should be of note too. Uh, they lost to Gadot by nine points at the team sectional. So they were pretty close to qualifying for team state as well with that format. They lose Bennett Bergman, who placed fifth at 182. And Tanner Gaffey, who was one of the most impressive heavyweights across any division. He was the state champ there last year. They uh, This year, they return Mason Will, who placed third at 132. Cole Marco, who was the state champ at 152. Another guy in this regional going for his fourth state title. That's nuts. And they wow. also have Kellen Kelly and Caden Clark, who placed third at sectionals. Well, they, they got a great team and more importantly, they got a program right now. We, we go, we had a camp with them this summer here in Glenwood. I know Joe really well, Dan Clark, great guy. Um, but they're a community that loves wrestling. And right now they have depth. Um, they have kids now in the area that want to move there and they want to wrestle. And that's a credit to them because they've built something special. Uh, the Kellen Kelly kid, uh, he's in the state tournament. If we have three spots last year he just ran i mean he had dawson and he had i uh, ian it, it was just tough for him but he's a hammer um obviously mason will um he was contending for a state title last year and he will be this year and then cole marco great wrestler um but they have depth from top to bottom and they're going to be a contender for a sectional title Next team up here is Shell Lake, who placed fifth with 62 and a half points. Uh, they return one wrestler, and that is Wes Kel- Kilber. They lose Blake Flock from that team, who placed sixth at 182. Um, Shell Lake, you know, every year they've got some tough kids. Um, I'm not sure what their numbers are coming back. Um, but every year they got kids that seem to show up when it, when it counts and they wrestle tough. Um, but I'm not quite sure um, what they have coming in from their eighth grade. Um, but Steve has done a good job and, and hopefully he can continue that. Also these teams with one or two wrestlers. I mean, I know you'd obviously want to have numbers, but if you're a kid and you're wrestling with coaches all season, I feel like that has to be very beneficial for you in a way. <laughs> It's hard on the coaches' bodies, though. <laughs> Got to get a good rotation going. Yeah. Looking next here at Turtle Lake Clayton, who placed six with 25 points. They do return up both of their regional starters from last year. And Mason Quaid, who placed third at sectionals, would have gone to state any other year. And also Parker Little, who placed fourth at regionals. Uh, they got a new up-and-coming young coach that's going to surprise a lot of people, Joel Rademacher, um, a St. Croix Falls grad. 
he has a great personality, a great work ethic, and he loves wrestling. Um, once he can get in there for a while and, you know, establish his philosophy and get, get some numbers up to Lake Clayton, we'll be kicking out some pretty good wrestlers. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And they always seem to have a couple good individuals. So um, watch out for Joe. He'll, he'll do great things. Yeah, that must be what I see, uh, Shane, because you're right on. I was uh, The comment I was going to make, I was doing a little bit of searching and looking up some different teams that I didn't have a lot on. And what I saw on Turtle Lake Clayton's Facebook page was that uh, he's running he's running open mats. And he had, you know, I couldn't see the whole room, but he had good numbers, uh, good number of kids at his open mats. So absolutely looking forward to what Turtle Lake's going to do in the next couple of years. Rod, I'm pretty sure he was a state champion, right? At least one time. He was. Yeah. The last team that we have up in this regional is at Unity, who placed fourth with 74 points. They returned six of their seven starters, and they will be led by Elliot Feist, who placed third at sectionals, along with three wrestlers who placed third at regionals. So uh, given a good year, good regional Saturday for them, they could have a four guys wrestling on sectional Saturday this year. Yeah, Sean, Sean's pretty committed to his program. He's been there a long time. I will say this, uh, we wrestled them in junior high last year, and they had some studs on their junior high team. Now, I'm not sure if they were eighth graders or seventh graders, but they've got some kids coming in Unity, so look out for them here in the near future. And that brings us to our first set of team predictions. Let me get the, I'm glad we finally posted the coin, Steve. I think we answered some questions for yeah. a few you know, listeners. I, I saw that and I'm glad you posted it too. Cause I can, through your screen, I never actually knew what it looked like. Now I, <laughs> now I can see it. And I said, I apologize. The last uh, pod, podcast we did, I said, I'm going to get a real coin and actually flip this thing. And I don't have one. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you uh, talk against the coin. I know. We always have our phone. Who's it up? Is it a sad donkey or is it a. See, Sad. I, yep. I have uh man i should go to vegas or something i've been flipping i'm first hey i'll go uh um, i don't think this one's a very hard pick is uh i think uh cameron and cumberland have some good uh good up-and-coming teams and, and what shane said for a lot of teams uh excited to see uh these up-and-coming teams as well then cameron and cumberland are fighting for a good uh, uh second place out of there but my champ out of this region is st croix falls yeah i uh i usually try to talk a lot for these but there's, there's not much to add. They're returning a hundred. They're returning the most points. It looks like, and they have five spots to fill in their lineup from last year. And, you know, as we talked about, they have a great program up there. So also going at St. Croix falls for this one, which leads us into what I think is like our northernmost regional in the state and check check Wamagon. Oh man. I'm glad I didn't butcher that one right away. <laughs> Uh, the first team we'll be talking about is Bayfield Washburn. I personally didn't get a lot of information on them because they didn't wrestle at regionals last year. But uh, for those of you that are newer to wrestling in Wisconsin, while we're on Bayfield Washburn, I should, I'll just recommend uh, look up Zach Anglin from Bayfield Washburn. And it's one of the best wrestling stories you'll ever read about or hear about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about um, Bayfield Washburn. I know we used to run into them up in Northwestern and at the Northern Badger, and they always their kids always wrestled really tough. Um, they were well coached, um, but not wrestling last year. I'm not quite sure what they have coming. 
which brings us to our next team in Bruce, who finished fourth in this regional with 67 points. They return all six of their starters from last year, including sectional qualifier Renee Martinez. You know, we run into Bruce during the year, every year, um, back in the Buddhist days um, until now. And you can always count on a Bruce kid is going to wrestle all three periods. Um, their coaches demand it. They're, they're fun to watch. Um, they have a kid in the upper weights right now. His, mind, his name doesn't come to my head. I think you guys were talking about it a little earlier, but he's got a motor, he's tough, and, and he could make a run to make it to state tournament as an individual. Is that Martinez? Martinez, yeah. Martinez, yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned him. Uh, that was my comment. Bruce always has those great. Uh, I remember even from when I was a little kid. Always those great wrestlers, and uh, they seem like they have the cool names. Teague, we have talked about for <laughs> over a year that we're going to do an all name team, but you can't leave off 2009 first Bruce State champion Bubba Gudis. He's definitely going on our all name team. That was, that's an all-time name team right there. <laughs> that's got to be. That's got to be. But yeah, I didn't realize. I, Bruce has had such a long history. I didn't realize he was their first state champion. I believe he was a two-time state champion, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was tough. Moving on to the hosts of our regional and the runner-ups from last year, Chequamagon. Uh, they had 132.5 points. They returned at six of their starters and 88.5 of those points. They will be led by uh, returning sectional place winners, Sebastian Barnabas, another all-name team. I know that's the third time we said that, but I was thinking that when I typed his name in. Uh, also have Colin Lutala, who was a sectional place winner, and sectional qualifier Aiden Miesbauer. Um, These guys are always well-coached, and they wrestle hard for three periods. I you know they're you have different programs and you can see the philosophy within their program. And these guys are brawlers. They bring it for six minutes and and they're fun to watch. We have a hard time with them every time we run into them. So um, I expect good things from their kids. Next team that we have up here is Flambeau. Uh, Another team, they get a lot of information out of them. They did not wrestle at regionals last year, but Hopefully we see good numbers from them coming into this year. Yeah, it was unfortunate last year that they didn't wrestle because I believe they had the the best kid coming back. Um, He was a really fun kid to watch wrestle. Um, I believe he was a state qualifier the year before. I'm not sure what they have coming back, but Flambeau seems to always have. They've had some cool names, Rowdy Kachiever, (laughs) Rocky McKittrick. Nice. They were the name capital of wrestling. They were awesome. <laughs> um, they were super Write tough. those down, Teague. We got to remember those. <laughs> Rowdy Kachiever and Rocky McKitchell. I'm, I'm putting it. All right. You bet. Rowdy Kachiever. Well, we can just remember Rowdy. I mean, Rowdy C, right? <laughs> okay. And I Rocky McKit. There we go. All right. We got it down here. <laughs> <laughs> They've had some really tough kids up there in Flambeau, so I would expect more to come. Nice. Next team that we have up is a Lady Smith, who was the champions last year with 216 points. They return eight of their 11 starters and 150 points. Uh, they do lose Der- Derek Vollendorf, who plays six at 120, and Wade Stanger, who was the runner up at heavyweight, just uh Always had a tough matchup with Gaffey. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but they do return Clayton Roscoe, who was a state qualifier, along with sectional place winners Matthew Roach and Grant Rydland. Uh, Gudis does a phenomenal job. I think it's Chase. Um, he was at Bruce for a while, and then and now he's in Ladysmith. And what what impresses me the most with him is year in and year out when he sends kids to state, it doesn't matter if they're in the lower weights or in the upper weights. And he was more of a lower weight wrestler, but he can coach heavyweights too. Um, so they've had some good kids um, from top to bottom there. And, you know, we've wrestled them in tournaments and they're always tough. Also, quick correction here, because I had 120 listed twice. Derek Vollendorf placed sixth at 126 and Roscoe was a state qualifier at 120. And the last team that we have up here in this regional is Phillips, who placed six with 46 points. They'll be led by Kaylee Upson, who placed fourth at sectionals. And I don't want to leave Phillips out of the regional team race because I believe they're only two years removed from being the regional team champs. Well, they have a rich history of good wrestlers as well. Um, The one thing I'll be interested in now with the girls' state tournament, um, what does Kaylee decide to do? Because She's a very good wrestler and she can compete with the guys. Um, but I believe with the rules, you have to make a decision on which one you'll wrestle. So it'll be interesting what she chooses to do because she's tough. Yeah, T, you took the only thing I was going to ask. I, I could have swore two years ago, Phillips was the uh, regional championship. Let's just hope that uh, uh, COVID last year kind of put a little damper on their numbers and they'll be right back where they were, uh, you know, in the years past. All right, time to bring the coin back out for predictions. Come on, man. Four in a row, five in a row, five in a row. Here we go. Nope, I got that's it. a happy donkey. I got first. <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those regionals where I think it may very well end up being a numbers game. Uh, I would say just up front, it probably could be between Chequamagon and Ladysmith. If Chequamagon can get a few more starters in their lineup, I think they'll be right there, but... Uh, Lady Smith has the most returners. And again, they have the most points coming back by far. And mathematically, it's just hard to choose against that. So I got Lady Smith winning their second regional title in a row. Yeah, I did some uh, did some looking and not including freshmen. They have 14 wrestlers coming back. And with a numbers game regional, uh, I got to go with the Lumberjacks. Teague Lumberjacks or Lady Smith, just so uh, I thought I'd throw that out there for you. I, I knew they were the Lumberjacks, and this is a weird, you remember weird things from like your high school wrestling days, but they had this heavyweight back in 2012, 2013, who in high school, I think he was probably one of the hairiest dudes I ever saw. And I just remember their name being the Lumberjacks. And like, I still think I remember what this guy looks like. And I'm like... <laughs> We've that, wrestled him many times. It's a, it's a good thing I'm not on video. There's just a screen because I, I was taking a drink of water when you said that, and I almost <laughs> spit my water all over my computer. I don't feel weird saying it because we were like the same grade at the time, but I just like, like we're like, wow, that guy definitely is like the epitome uh, of a lumberjack right there. Let's, let's hope they don't let him go listen to this or he's gonna have another guy that wants to find him. <laughs> It, yeah, it's a long list. You'll have to <laughs> get in line, right? Yeah. Get in line. <laughs> oh. All right. So moving on to regional three now. And we talked about a little bit of shakeup in regional one where Clear Lake joined. Uh, just uh, I don't think I have every single detail down, but there is some movement in general. 
they kind of switched up a lot of teams in regional three and regional four. They're like, they're basically flip-flopped. Uh, also Stanley Boyd Owen with the Thorpe. I don't think they had Thorpe last year, but Stanley Boyd Owen with the split up last year. Owen with did not wrestle at regionals. Stanley Boyd did. Uh, but now they're all split up. They moved down. Thorpe is in the co-op with Owen with the, and uh, Stratford Marathon and Athens all shifted back east. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that on our next D3 podcast. But I think I kind of hit all the movement for those regionals, coach. Does <laughs> you, that sound? You, you nailed it, man. <laughs> Clear as mud. Clear as mud. Love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the biggest shakeup here, we're going to talk about it right with these first two teams. Uh, first, we'll be talking about Boyceville who finished first in the Durand regional with 267 points. They return 11 of their starters and 216 of those points. Of course they do lose Trechels, uh state champ at 195. The three years before that was the state champ at 182, but uh four-time state champion. One of the most athletic kids that I saw in the last few years wrestled down at the Cole center. But uh, it seems like even though they're losing Joel's coach, uh, they have a pretty solid team coming back. They have a very good senior class, and Jamie Olson and Corey Day always have their kids ready to wrestle. Um, they have a rich tradition there. You know, they have the Evenson boys back. I believe they both took fourth at sectionals. Um, they'll be tough. Um, they have um, Ira Bialzik, who took third at the sectionals, but he was in the state tournament the previous two years. Um, I believe he lost to Tristan Dreyer in a really close match that could have went either way at, yep. at uh, sectionals. I mean, maybe he's got a medal at the state tournament. And then uh, Tyler Dorneman, um, what a great kid, what a great leader. He's very quiet. He's a good football player too, but just, they're just tough kids. Uh, they like to work. Um, they're going to have a team that can contend for this regional. Um, look out for them because Jamie does a super job. You talked about third place guys. Wasn't, uh, did you mention Keegan? Uh, am I saying as, as a plumber? Keegan Plum at heavyweight. Um, yeah. He was, he was, he lost in the wrestle back as well. Yeah. You know, and he's another kid where you, you look at him, you don't think he can compete with those heavyweights. He just wrestles fundamentally sound and tough and doesn't get out of position. And he's always in the match, but he, he can't be more than five, Five nine, five ten, wrestling heavyweight against some big boys. And he <laughs> does very well. And man, Boysville, uh, they they have a great team. I forgot to say they were one of those teams that was in the Durand Regional. Uh, but the team, the host of this regional, uh, they're gonna have tough competition with. I'm talking about Kadat here, who was first with 285 points uh, at Team State. I don't have the score up here, but they did lose to Coleman, but Man, what a what a team coming back for a team that got out of a very tough sectional, returning 13 of their 14 starters and 261 points. They do lose Nelson Wall, who was a state qualifier at 160, but I think they'll be just fine with who they have coming back. They have Braden Sonnenteg, who was a state champ at 120. That was his second title. He's, I believe, the third guy that we've talked about on this podcast that's going for four. Uh, they have Tristan Dreyer, who we talked about, state qualifier at 145. Another state champ in Gavin Teagles, 
at 220, who Steve and I did not pick. So I will never forget that name. <laughs> yeah, they, they let us know that uh, on <laughs> social media as well when we didn't pick them. I, I loved every part of that. That was great. <laughs> and they also had uh, Caleb Sonnenteg and Dawson Webster, who plays third at sectionals. And you could say a lot about this team, but I'll let you take the floor on this one, coach. Well, Josh and and Josh will tell you too that he has some great people in Kadat that have helped him build this program. But Josh lives wrestling, and I don't know how he does it with all of, all the hats that he wears. <laughs> I believe he's dean of students. He owns a he owns a company. He has beef cattle and four or five kids. But the guy is he's he's a working machine, and he he's an example of what he wants Kadat wrestling to be. And they they perform for him year in and year out. Um, you look at their youth program, they got 70 kids out every year in a school of, I don't know, their high school might be like 240, 250. Um, they're going to be a tough out in our sectional um, if they stay healthy because um, they've got some really talented kids coming back. And they have kids that wrestle year round. You know, they don't they don't get good from November till till March. They, they're wrestling year round. So kudos to them and they're. I want to throw this plug in. Uh, we wrestle in their tournament every year, and they have the best coach's hospitality room ever. Uh, nice. Mrs. Mrs. Marotic cooks us food, and it's the best in the state. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great advertisement right there. You gotta, you're going to have te- teams knocking down the door. Then you, shout out to Josh as well. We had him on the podcast last year as one of the guest coaches. And uh, you're absolutely right. I don't, after hearing all the things he did, I have no idea how he found the time to sit down for an hour and do this podcast. So, Yep. Absolutely. Great. Uh, great example for his kids on work ethic. This is already one of those regionals where I wish, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but I would love to see someday if we went to an all dual format mm. for the postseason, because yep. there would be some great, there'd be some great duels just in this regionals. And we haven't even talked about all the teams returning a lot of their starters. Uh, next up here, we have Cornell Gilman, Lake Holcomb, who placed fifth in the Phillips regional with 58 points. So they're a newcomer to this regional area. They return all three of their starters and they'll be led by sectional place winners, Troy Duelman and Julian Kreisen. Uh Yeah, their head coach, Greg Sontag, um, great guy, really puts the time in. He's a former Kadat state champ, I believe. Um, Julian Kreisen, that kid can wrestle. And, and he does it, he does for six minutes straight. And I'm sure that Greg's been really working with him on getting him ready. But I think this kid can make a run to the, to an individual state medal. Um, if he sets his mind to it, cause Greg's a great coach. Uh, they have struggled with numbers and by looking at our regional, you know, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're in the team race, but and getting out of our regional individually is going to be tough, but Julian's going to be one of those kids that's going to be in the mix. Is Julian related? Uh, There's a Tyler Creason I know, and he was either from like Stanley Boyd or he was from Osseo Fair. I can't think of which two, but I wonder if they're related somehow. Not sure. Well, you might know a little more about this team that we'll be talking about next year, Coach uh, Glenwood City. They did place third in the Durand Regional with 187 points. Hilltoppers. <laughs> the Hilltoppers. They return. You guys return all 13 of your starters. Uh, return nice. a state runner-up, Ian Radins at 106. 
along with sectional place winners, Thomas made and Trenton McNamara, but uh, returning all 13 of your stars, you gotta be feeling pretty good about this year going in. Yeah. We like the team we have coming back. Um, we have, a, we have a few solid eighth graders coming in as freshmen. Um, we'll have a really good kid at one Oh six as well. Um, obviously Ian is our leader. He wrestles year round. Um, the kid's got a motor. He's wrestling with Dawson Johnson and Sonatag over at grass, you know, quite often. So he's our leader. Another kid that doesn't get talked about enough, maybe Gabe, you know, Gabe Knops, um, very good wrestler. Last year in the sectional first round, he was up 10 to zero on the sectional runner up and he got hit in a headlock and pinned. You know, so he was in complete control of that match. He's probably going to the state tournament and he got out of position once, but that's wrestling. Um, but he's a very good wrestler as well that maybe has been, he's going to slide underneath the radar a little bit. But we've got some good kids coming back. Obviously, this regional, you get out of this re regional as an individual, you got a really good chance at sectionals. Um, and that's what we have to sell to our kids and we're going to have to work hard and prepare for it. So we're excited. Yeah, I saw Ian. Uh, I watched Ian uh, through the screen. I wasn't out there live, but he did pretty good. Well, I, I you know, he he um, I, I enjoyed watching him in freestyle in Fargo. He was uh, he's fun to watch. He won some big matches this you know this off season. He he was a state champ in freestyle um, here and Greco. He wrestled really well, so he's beat some good kids and he's on a mission. Hey, Coach, we can. Uh, this is our chance to pick your brain a little bit. As, as quick uh, looking at your website, by the way, check out Coach's website. He said it's a little bit. He's got to get it updated and stuff. Uh, uh, he doesn't have Ian on there, but I love your website. Love your coaching philosophy. But check out these numbers, guys. 26, talked about in the beginning, 26 state qualifiers since Coach has been uh, the coach of Glenwood City. Four champs, four runners up we talked about. But here, here's the number that's impressive. 26 qualifiers, 19 of them have been place winners. So my question is, that's a, that's a, that's a huge, uh, I don't even know the percentage. Teague, you're good with numbers. Carry the one. Uh, what do you do? What was the numbers again? 26. 26 qualifiers, 19 place winners. So what do you do? Obviously, you get your guys ready to go at the right time. Uh, what do you do to prepare those guys mentally with, at the first state tournament? I think part of it is our schedule. I think our schedule prepares us, you know, we used to have St. Croix Central in our conference as well. Um, every every duel, every Thursday was tough. And then our non-conference duels, we tried to schedule tough teams. Like we opened this year with Stratford, non-conference. Um, we wrestled Menominee, non-conference. And then when you look at our tournament schedule, our kids run into some buzzsaws throughout the year that prepare them so that when they get down to the state tournament, they're ready to go. And our, our regional is, is a grinder every year. Um, when Kadat left for a couple of years there, it changed it a little bit because they're so good. And it, But I just think that our kids are, are seasoned and ready to go when you have to wrestle Boyceville's and all the good wrestling schools that we have around us. And it prepares us so that when we get down to state, we can compete. I'm uh I'm just eyeing up your uh, goals and philosophy, and I I absolutely love. It. I take it that you're a big believer in making your goals public to people because it kind of helps push you a little more. But it is, 
This is great. Every I might uh, get a link for the bio here if you wouldn't mind, just because <laughs> I think you have your philosophy on here. You even have like your mission statement and the responsibilities of every coach for everyone to see. And I think that's that's awesome. Nice. It's good stuff that you have put together here. Yeah, you know, wrestling's one of those sports, especially in a small school. You know, you have to promote it because it's hard to get kids to wrestle. It's tough. And when you have a school of 180, you know, you want that stuff out there and maybe it pulls one more kid in that, you know, parents sees that, hey, this this is good for my kid. Let's get him involved. Um, and so I don't, I don't mind sharing things. I think probably my favorite part about this, obviously you have like the top 10 Northern Badger finish, uh, the conference champion, dual meet, those numbers goals. But your very first goal is, experience the true meaning of a team. And I really think that shows where your core values are at. And that's awesome. All right. Always hard to, always hard to move on from that stuff. It's, that's probably my worst thing is transitioning from talking about the coaches, but so we go from talking about yet another good team in this regional to another solid team in spring at Valley Elmwood. They were the runner ups in the Durand regional with 188 points they return eight of their starters and 130 points. Uh, they do lose Braden Wolf, who plays sixth at 170. Uh, but they do return Caleb Casey, who plays fifth at 113, along with Tristan Nisinger and Max Schmidt. Uh, Spring Valley Elmwood um, has had a rich tradition for many, many years. Uh, Carter Turner, Hall of Famer, um, did a fantastic job. Uh, Maja Casey coaches in the program and they have Gable Franzen from um, Ellsworth who is a wealth of knowledge as well um, Caleb Casey he's a, he's a Greco machine but that, that kid can wrestle on the mat too in folk style and if he, if he can shore up a couple of those folk style techniques um, he's going to be a really tough out in the state tournament um, I really like that kid um, losing Braden Wolf is tough because he was very good um, but Max Schmidt, look out for him. He's got a mean cradle. Um, that kid can wrestle too. So these guys are going to be um, really tough come tournament time. They always are. Um, they'll be a tough conference opponent for us. Um, but Spring Valley Elmwood, you know, they'll be one of the top three teams in this regional. Next team up here is Stanley Boyd, who was fourth in the Cadot Regional with 100 33 points. They return at seven of their starters. They do lose Blaine Brenner, state champ at 132, uh, multiple time state champion in general. He was a state champion at Division Two. Um, uh, one of my favorite guys to watch wrestle, too. Uh, but they do return sectional place winners, Alexander Nitz and Brecken Brzezinski. Yeah, we, uh, we used to duel these guys um, and then something in their conference. We weren't able to do them anymore. They picked up another conference team. Um, but Greg does a great job. I mean, he's had some really good kids. Um, we run into them at Chippewa Falls in, their, uh, in that individual tournament. Um, when I saw that they got added to our regional, I was like, come on, you know, they're <laughs> really loading up our regional. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll come in and they'll be tough. Um, I watched Brecken wrestle last year a couple times, and he's a really good kid too. And I don't know—is he coaches? Is he the coach's son? 
I'm, a, I'm assuming so. I what would, I, I would guess so, but I can't, I cannot confirm for sure. I, I really like Greg, you know, he, I think he still goes to some of these old, these old veteran tournaments. He's one of those guys like uh, the Amory coach that still puts the singlet on and gets it out. <laughs> yep. Crazy dudes. <laughs> well, Hey, you mentioned uh, Blaine Brenner, three-time state champ uh, name. That is uh, uh, just uh, awesome. With I was looking at all the three-time state champs, but here's your question, Teague. You ready for it? <clears throat> Blaine yes. Brenner, when he was a freshman, qualified for state, 106 pounds, right? He he was uh, third man out of his sectional. He lost first round in the prelim, so he was done, right? Didn't get that chance to win that fourth one. Who beat him? He lost to the eventual state champ, right? He did. Yep. Tommy Larson from East Troy. Wow, Teague, I tell you what, you're, you're totally making a comeback. Yeah, I lost seven to five, <laughs> and uh, one and one and done, but lost to the state champion. So that was uh, that's pretty impressive. And if you get a chance, guys, Wisconsin or I'm sorry, River Valley alumni has they put all the state brackets on. I I gotta like get this thing off. I wish nobody had ever showed it to me because uh, <laughs> I'm I get in trouble with this. But if you get a chance, Division Two, 106 pounds from was that 2000 when he was a freshman, 2018? Would that have been? Yeah. Take a look at now. Obviously, a lot of these names on here weren't the names that we know of them as now. But look at this bracket of guys that are on there. I'm just I, I'll just I'll just name a few. I won't even name them all. But here's you got Jared Stricker, you got Kale Anderson from Roca. Obviously, you got Brenner in there, Tommy Larson. I mean, it's just it goes on and on when you start that's, looking at that. That's four state champs yep. right there. Well, let's uh, I'll keep going. Caden Colts was a state champ, right? Uh, Rogi, Matt Rogi, Prairie de Sheen, did he win? He did not win, but he think I think he placed third. Ended up pretty placing darn close. Third. Lucas uh, Junio from Luxburg Casco. I don't know if he won one or not, but uh, I mean, just I was looking at this one particular bracket. Colby McHugh is on there. Obviously, a real tough wrestler for freedom. Not a state champ. Walker Ingham from Amory. Uh, just crazy, crazy. This this particular bracket. I always like to call 106 and 113. It's good wrestling, but I always like to call them the future of Wisconsin wrestling, too, because you see a lot of those names pop up again. So, hey, I'm doing pretty good for trivia to start the year. I'll take it. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> we got uh, one more team here in this regional. We have uh, Thorpe Owen Withy. And uh, like I said last year, Owen Withy did not wrestle, but Thorpe, I think Sarah Filson is the lone returner for Thorpe and coach. You already kind of talked about probably has a choice to make between wrestling uh, either against the girls or the guys come postseason time. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot about um, this team. Um, my hope is obviously, cause I love wrestling that them breaking away from Stanley Boyd, that maybe they have the numbers to do that. They saw something in their junior high program and they can, they have something coming up. You know, because we, we want teams, you know, to be able to, to come out and have more wrestlers, more opportunity. Um, I would assume that she'll wrestle in the female state tournament. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, but um, uh, who knows? Maybe they've got a couple eighth graders coming in that will compete well, and I hope that they do. All right, third round of regional predictions. I just got to keep this thing opened up while I record. What do we got? Is You're that's up me. again. You're on a heater. The 
Sad backside here. Hey, coach, I got to tell you, I was looking at your numbers and uh, just impressed. Got your whole team coming back, five sectional qualifiers, uh, obviously a state qualifier, state, uh, you know, pretty darn good one in that. Uh, man, I tell you, if you were in another regional, <laughs> it'd be all over, but you got two horses, uh, two horses in front of you. And I was looking at the different numbers. I went back and forth. I really did. This is a, this was Teague, you're right. I wish you could just have a duel of these guys and let the winner go on to the sectional championship. But check out, uh, uh, looking at Boyceville, we talked about it. They have uh, 11 of them. Here's what impresses me. 10 sectional qualifiers of those 10 sectional qualifiers come back. I didn't mention this before. Seven of them are seniors. So you senior, senior heavy class. Uh, and obviously we talked about uh, the state qualifiers. They got three, but don't, don't forget, they got two more guys that would have been state qualifiers in the previous time. So uh, that's, uh, that's pretty, or I'm sorry, did I get them right? Did I? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. One. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. One state qualifier, right. Coming back, but they had two more guys that were, would have been, uh, I mix it up with Kadat. Kadat, 13 guys coming back, 11 sectional qualifiers, three, uh, um, I mean, you know, three state qualifiers come back, but two of those guys are champs. And, uh, I looked, uh, I had to, this is how close this was on this pick. Um, I'm choosing this team cause they have not including freshmen, they have 21 wrestlers coming back and, um, you know, they can fill those holes. Maybe they have a little bit more flexibility play with lineups. I know this is a uh, regional event, but, uh, um, it was, this was a tough pick, but I'm going with, uh, Kadat. Yeah, that's a pretty, uh, I was, I was looking at this beforehand and, uh, Boysville is pretty good, but <laughs> it's, it's hard to argue against Kadat. They have a great mix of not only those hammers that are going to get them a lot of points, but they just have good depth as well. And I know it's not as fun for everyone when we're picking the same teams, but I, yeah, I just can't pick against Kadat right now. Yeah. Well, brings us on to our last regional, the Durand regional. So a little more shakeup in this one as well. Uh, We have a few. So given I'm glad we did that assignment podcast too, because I have a better idea of how things operate with the movement. But given Stratford, Athens, Marathons moving east, uh, we have a few teams coming up from a different sectional that wrestled in the Independence Regional. Uh, Blair Taylor, uh, CFC, Independence, Gilmington, and Whitehall are all newcomers to this regional. And I think it it definitely makes this one more interesting in terms of the team race. Uh, this will be hosted in Durand. Uh, first team up here is Blair Taylor. They were third in the Independence Regional with 154 points. They return eight of their 10 starters and 114 points. They lose Chris Rogstad, who placed sixth at heavyweight, but they do return at sectional place winner Colton Ledger, along with qualifiers Gunnar Coxline and Jackson Schrammick. Um, I think Blair Taylor will be one of two teams that will be favored in this regional, no question. Um, they kick out good wrestlers every year. Um, Jackson uh, Schrammick, I, I got to watch him last year. I really like how that kid wrestles. I believe his brother wasn't his brother a couple years ago, 182. Logan. Um, yeah. He, he ran into uh, Tret Joel's all the time. So. Otherwise, he may he might win a state title, um, but that kid was a hammer. So I think they'll be one of the favorites in this regional just because they, they kick out really good kids and, and they wrestle a pretty good schedule. 
Next team that we have up here is uh, Cochran Fountain City, who was fifth in the Independence Regional with 49 points. They return three of their starters and 24 points. Uh, they lose Zach Foley, who made the podium at 138, placing sixth. But they return at Sam Schutz, who placed third at regionals. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what they have coming back, but um, you got to give credit to Earl Murdy. Um, he's had some really good kids here in recent years. Uh, they had a young man, um, his name slips me right now, I'm getting old, um, that <laughs> beat my son in the Northern Badger finals um, in overtime. And then he went on and he was a state runner up. It wasn't Tate, um, one of his teammates, but Zach. Oh Foley, man, that name's going to bug me now. Cause I know I, who you're talking. You gotta look that up. Would have been like 132, 2018, nine, somewhere 2018. I um, want to say it was like. Julian Spriggle, but I could be wrong. It uh, wasn't him, um, but good wrestler. I know a lot. some of those kids go down to the Warrior Warehouse in Winona um, and wrestle. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe Tate's bringing back some great knowledge for some young kids down in Cochran Fountain City from Upper Iowa that he can share. And they're training hard and we get some more studs in this sectional. It's just good for our sport. So Shout out to Coach Murdy. He's done a super job. Is it uh, Max Dasher? It's Max Dasher. Yep, he beat my boy uh, in overtime in the Northern Badger final. Impressed with all that kid. He's always composed and very good defense. Doesn't give up many points. Next team up here, we have Durand, who placed sixth in the Durand Regional with 73 points. Uh, they returned seven of their starters and 61 points. Uh, they'll be led by returning sectional place winner, Ethan Brunner, along with Darson, Dawson Hartung and Andrew Fady, who uh, placed third at regionals. Yeah, Joaquin Casey, another good coach. Um, look out for Dar Dawson Hartung. Um, this kid's got some skills. Um, he's strong as a bull. Um, I think if uh, his conditioning um, is a little bit better, that, that kid might already have been in the state tournament um, maybe last year. Um, he's a really good kid, and he's a heck of a running back. If you haven't had a chance to watch Duran this year at all, take a Friday night to watch them live stream because they, they're the real deal. They got some good players, and Dawson's one of them. So um, he had a little bit better numbers last year than he's had in previous years, which is a credit credit to him and, and hopefully he can continue that. Um, but they've got some pretty good kids. What type of offense does Durand run? Just curious. Single wing direct snap. It's uh, Simon Bauer and Dawson Hartung and Dawson is number 11 and they're both lightning in a bottle. They're good. That is one of those offenses where if you're not following your keys, it can be a long night for you. <laughs> we used to play him. It was a nightmare. <laughs> And that was our uh, football talk for the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to Independence Gilmanton. They placed a fourth in the Independence Regional with 149 points. They return five of their starters and 79 points. They'll be led by Gavin Brager, who placed third at sectionals, and uh, Connor Smia, who was a sectional qualifier. I saw something today that I was interested in when I saw I saw that Barry Schmidt is coaching the wrestling team again. I hope that that's true. 
Because when I was in high school <laughs> in the early 90s, we would cross the river and wrestle independence, and Barry was the coach back then. Um, he's a great guy. I know he's been an administrator there for a while, and he's back coaching football and wrestling. And that's good for independence. He's a wealth of knowledge. He ran our sectional for I don't know how many years. Um, just a great guy. The Brager kid's tough. Um, I do think that they struggle a little bit with numbers, but their school's down to 117 enrollment. So it's got to be a challenge to try to fill those weights. I know it is for us with 180 kids. So 14 um, starting spots. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, hey, get 14 kids out. But, yeah, they got to be at different weights. <laughs> um, so hopefully it's true. And I read it right that Barry's, and it is Barry, not Barry, that he's coming back to coach because. He's great for our sport and he's great for kids. Next team up here, we have Mondovi, who was fifth in the Duran Regional with 78 points. They returned five of their stars and 66 points. Uh, they are returning sectional place winners, Alan George, and also sectional qualifier, Mitchell Feedy. Yeah, Randy has, a, he has three or four kids that are going to be very competitive this year. A kid that's not on here, um, the Wagner kid, he beat a lot of good wrestlers last year. And then towards the end of the year, he suffered a knee injury. and He was out for regionals or he would have made it to sectionals and possibly contended to go to state. So he's he's about five foot six and wrestles like 152. And he's, built, <laughs> he's, he's built like he could hunt bear with a knife. This kid's tough. Um, but... Uh, Watch out for him. Um, and then the Alan George kid, he's another kid that um, doesn't ever seem to get tired. Um, and if you can, uh, him and Wagner can have a good, you know, good practice sessions together, they can put together something individually. Nice. You guys, I was uh, nosing around Mondovi's websites, not just wrestling websites today. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Teague Mondovi's mascot is? The Buffalo. You Have you ever been to Mondovi High School? Nice. You got you got to see the entrance, man. They got this big, huge buffalo right on the entrance of it. It's uh, uh, on the roof. It's on the roof, right as you're walking in. Pretty sweet. But hey, this isn't trivia, Teague. This is more just kind of. Uh, uh, and stop me if I talked about this last year. Maybe I forgot. Like like Shane, I'm getting old too. So and I I went to a small town uh, and I played football and they didn't give me a helmet to my third week. So uh, we had budget cuts. But uh, that was a joke. Uh, Mon Mondovi, <laughs> Mondovi Gilmington has two state champs, right. As a combination, but Mondovi as a, uh, uh, individual school has one state champ in school history, not your trivia question T, but do you know who it is by any chance? I mean, what year was it? 1979. Yeah. I, I got nothing. Well, you should, this was the last year that there was all three or, uh, there was one division and this is kind of a famous guy. I don't know. Uh, well, I know. Yeah. Tim Crumry Badgers. All uh, he went, he was for the Badgers, all American, and then he was an all pro. Shane, you know, the team that he was uh drafted by? No, oh, I, I do know, but I, it's not ringing right. a bell. He was an all pro in 87 88, played in the Super Bowl. I think he lost to the Niners when he was part of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, oh, yeah, I think stuff. the defensive lineman award is named after him. It is, yeah, good call, good call. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised. I was, I was floored because. Mondovi is one of those teams, just like Glenwood city. You always remember the guys that are down there like, Oh, there's a Mondovi guy. There's a Mondovi guy. And then, uh, yeah, I was just floored that they, 
this isn't a cut on them, but just that they only had one state champ. That was just a surprise to me. So I was kind of doing some research and found Tim Crumry. Yeah. Okay. I should, I should know that from now on. If I don't get that next year, then, then it counts against me. Well, here's the deal. If I bring up that again next year and pretend like it's the first time ever, either tell me or just go along with it, you know, be like, Oh yeah. And then afterwards you'd be like, yeah, Steve's losing it. <laughs> I got a good story about the Buffalo, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. I had a foreign exchange student on our team one year and we went down to wrestle Mondovi and he asked about the Buffalo and I told him a taxidermist did it. And <laughs> put it on top of the school and he believed it. No way. That's cruel coach. <laughs> Wait, is it like a, is it like a statue of the Buffalo or yeah, look, look up? You gotta, you gotta go on the website. Look on Mondovi high school's website. It's right. It's a big statue above the entrance of the middle high school. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> a te- oh my god! <laughs> that thing is. <laughs> oh. All right, that's that's gold. That's yeah. great. Hey, just like Coleman, where they got the big uh, gold statue outside across from the high school. That's on your bucket list to go see. Now you got to go see the big buffalo. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> So we got your, one. your reaction was priceless. Well, it's a large buffalo. I thought maybe it was like a normal size buffalo, but it was like made of gold or something. I was like, how do you fall for that? But oh man. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a well-timed joke right there. That was <laughs> all right. Oh, quit screwing around. We gotta get rocking here. Three three recording grind week is starting to hit me, I think. <laughs> Last team up for this regional is a uh, Whitehall. They were the runner-ups in the Independence Regional with 227 points. Uh, they returned nine of their starters and 157 of those points. They'll be led by Wiley Dunn, who was fourth at heavyweight, and Eric Kleinhans, who placed fourth at sectionals. But uh, Whitehall, we kind of talked about it off the air, guys. I really like what their coach is doing down there with social media on their website, and I think. In today's day and age, if you see effort like that on the social media front, I think it speaks to the effort that they're putting into the program. So nothing but good things to say about Whitehall. Yeah, Coach Peterson does a great job. Um, we only run into him once a year at, at Kadat. I believe he's a Kadat grad. Am I wrong? I, I think he wrestled. I, I don't know, uh, uh, Shane, but if there is, you've mentioned like three or four guys already that are head coaches and the lineage from Kadat. So they're, they're doing something right. right there in Kadat. If they got their coaching staff spreading all that far. I'm pretty sure he wrestled at Kadat and maybe UW lacrosse. But what I'm more impressed with is the numbers that he gets out. You know, he, he's always got a, you know, he'll be at Kadat. He'll have a full lineup. And then he has extra kids there, which kids like him, obviously, if they want to be a part of the program. Um, I'm, you know, they would be my pick to win this regional. Um, based on numbers and Wiley Dunn, what a fun heavyweight to watch. Um, tough kid, ran into, you know, we had, we had a really good um, bracket at the state tournament this year for um, for heavyweight. We had, there were some studs. Um, so, look, you know, look for Wiley to be in the top three at, at heavyweight in the state tournament this year um, if he stays healthy. And, and uh, kudos to Coach Peterson on what he's doing down in Whitehall because when you can get 25 to 30 kids out in a school that size, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Norsemen, you, you brought them, you brought them up. 
Think about heavyweights. You talked about is it Carbon? Is that how I'm saying the right Spence, name from Spencer Coleman? Carbon? Yep, Carbon gone. Took third, right? You got Stanger, Lady Smith, a beast gone. Gaffey, St. Croix Falls. All those, all three of those guys gone. Wiley was the uh, fourth place guy. And get this, guys. Whitehall has zero state champs right now. Could the big fella make school history and add his name to the uh, the list of state champions? That'd be pretty sweet for Whitehall. He's got a really good shot. He's tough. That's a, that's a solid observation there. I, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> hey. That would be that'd be cool. Imagine heavyweight, the last weight going, and that that happens. That would be awesome. That'd be sweet. Not for the guy he's wrestling, but it'd be sweet for you know him in the school. Right. Let's hope it's not against your guy, coach. Yeah. Well, you're up first, Steve. Yeah. Um, you know, I think coach already kind of uh, ruined our thunder a little bit. Uh, he said, uh, if if I got a pick, he would pick this one. And I was like, coach, uh, you know, let's not give uh, bulletin board material or anything like that. I'm <laughs> just kidding, Shane. Uh, yeah, I got to go with, uh, uh, they took second last year. Um, you know, I'm looking at their website. And Teague mentioned it. They're just impressive. They got some good things going. Uh, numbers is key in this regional and, uh, Whitehall's got them. So that's my pick. Yeah. Uh, say, I know we've gone across the board here, same regional picks, but something could change, uh, come the sectional prediction, but yeah, Whitehall, like we all said, we really like what they're doing with their program and it doesn't look like their trajectory is going down anytime soon. It just seems like or regional titles, the next logical step for this team in this program. So we have our team sectionals set here, Steve. We're going to go, I was thinking for this year, just for continuity, we're going to flip the coin and whoever goes first is just going to run through their entire team sectional semis and finals. Perfect. We don't want to keep flipping that coin <clears throat> or that app, whatever you want to call it. Gosh, it's me again. Are you kidding me? What is going on? I was hoping you'd go first because I really was going to, uh, the championship, I was going to go just opposite of what you did. So uh, here we go. So I'm even picking the championship, Teague. Is that it? Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, I got I got St. Croix Falls, Lady Smith. Um, you know, I think, I don't want to say an easy pick because I don't want to uh, slight the Lumberjacks, but I think St. Croix Falls got a very strong team. So they're on to the uh, championship. And then uh, Kadat and Whitehall. Whitehall's making some great strides. And uh I, I looked at when I was a coach and I was a team up and coming, I looked at that, that sectional team sectional. And I know sometimes coaches don't embrace it. I embrace the heck out of that thing. I wouldn't go in there and be like, Hey, listen, I know we're wrestling a power here, but let's, let's go out and punch some people in the face. Not literally. Right. But let's go, let's go make some noise here and show people what we're about and, and help take that next step. But uh Kadach is too strong. Um, so which takes us to probably Teague, you and I both have the same pick. I would assume. Uh, St. Croix Falls and Kadat really was a game time decision. I was kind of just listening. Hopefully uh, I was trying to get some insight to what coach knew up in that area, but um, man, <laughs> it, I, it, it, that's the hard thing about doing this, this podcast is that we find out all the team sectional matchups that are happening. And you wish you could be in all these different gyms on Tuesday night, come uh, team sectional uh, team sectional Tuesday. Um, you know, Kadat 13 guys coming back starters. They got 11. Uh, sectional qualifiers. I talked about this three state qualifiers and two kids that would have been in any other year, uh, St. Croix falls nine, six. And then they had two, uh, obviously strong kids coming back from state. And then once again, they had two as well. So I, I'm just going to put that number at four. 
uh, uh, state qualifiers come back. Here's, here's the difference. I think in analyzing these teams, I think it's going to be about coin flips. I think it's going to be about matchups. I think it's going to be about who can put out who and, 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 uh, to get those best matchups. And I think one team from 106 pounds to 160 pounds, uh, the other team's strong as well at those weights, but I think they have a lot of horses. Uh, they have some backups that can, can put people in to move people around and get those desired matchups with the right coin flip. So in a hairy one, right. Uh, I apologize, uh, to <laughs> a coach we've had on here recently, but I'm going to go with, uh, St. Croix falls, uh, to be the set team sectional championship and go on to the state tournament. All right. So you got, you got St. Croix falls. I, I like the pick. Um, for me, I'm uh, kind of on the same lines as you with the semifinals. Uh, good, could be good growth opportunities for Lady Smith and Whitehall, but St. Croix Falls and Godot are just bringing a lot of firepower. And I think that's kind of the clash that we saw last year in that sectional format individually, but now we get to see it hopefully in the team sectional finals. But um, I. Numbers wise, you're right. A lot of things kind of match up differently. I really like the chess match piece that you talked about, but um, I'm really big on having coached with uh, Jason Luloff. He's talked about this. Um, you want to make a goal that you have for your career. You want to make it by your sophomore, junior year. Cause once you make that goal, then you set another one. And I do think that if you do overachieve a little bit, it kind of pushes you a little more for the next year. And Team experience-wise, making team state for Kadat, I know there's a lot of factors, but it could be the biggest factor in that they're going to have a lot of guys hungry to get back to that point. And they lost uh, 46 to 18 to Coleman. I think they're going to be hungry to get back there and prove that they deserve, that they can compete on the big stage. And I think that could be the difference maker. I, I got to go with Kadat, and I think it's just a little more experience in that sense, wrestling, wrestling at team state. And a lot, yeah, you've made a lot of great points about like the technical numbers aspect as well, but yeah, I think we had these two, the head coaches of this, of these two teams, we had both of them on last year year. and (laughs) I I can see both of them looking at us right now, uh, crossing their eyes for each of our opposite pick. I don't, I don't want to think about it because we both picked (laughs) Stratford last year. Uh, I can just see space and tense look right now as I'm picking against him. (laughs) looking at me through the screen, like, man, if I could reach through there and choke you, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lord. Um, Yeah. That's it for uh, division three sectional a Uh, this one's going to be coming out. I don't know why I say like when it's coming out on this podcast, but (laughs) I think we're still going to go division two releases on Monday, division three releases on Thursdays, but uh, tomorrow we have, uh, is it, it's Allie Peterson, Allie Peterson. Yep. Somerset yep. coach Allie Peterson from Somerset ending our, ending our grind week, so to speak. And let me tell you, it does get to you a little bit. <laughs> it's a lot of preparation, a lot of talking. Shane's probably like, man, why did I get myself on here with these guys? <laughs> but no, on, well, on that note, Shane, yeah. uh, it was great having you on, man. You're a wealth of knowledge. It's clear yes. you love the sport and you have a lot of passion for your program. So, uh, and not only Shane, just your program, but for this entire sectional as well. So yeah, thank Shane, you for you, coming on. You can't see my head nodding up and down because I'm frozen right now, but you did fantastic. I tell you, the coaches in your sectional, 
Uh, you can tell you guys kind of either when you're not competing against each other, you kind of have a cohesive unit that, Hey, our goal is to make this area better and may, and be, you're all here for the wrestlers. And that's the important part. Um, you did a fantastic job. I'd love to have you back on again. Cause you, uh, you're just a fantastic, uh, uh, ambassador for the sport. I really appreciate you having me on and I appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, the more, um, recognition we get for our kids and our sport the better it is for our sport so thank you for everything you do and the mike uh kelly um podcast was my favorite of all time <laughs> i think i listened to that like three times so that one the yeah your the replay value on that one is, is great <laughs> good stuff that was the easiest podcast we ever did because i think we just asked one question and uh <laughs> you know it was over. We just kind of sat back and just enjoyed, enjoyed listening to some wrestling. Yeah. He's the Forrest Gump of wrestling. That's, <laughs> that's, that's great. I never, I never could put that into words, but I think you nailed it. <laughs> Good stuff. Teague. That, is that what we got? You got anything else, Steve? No, I'm that. That was fantastic. That's all I got. Shane's fan. Shane's a great, uh, great man. And uh, glad to get to know him. All right. So I think I'm figuring out the, the time aspect thing here, but for those of you listening on Thursday, we got uh division one sectional C and D coming out next Monday and Thursday. So stay tuned in for that. We also got some big news coming on those podcasts as well for us, but until then catch you on the flip side.